All right. You know, there's something really great about podcasting that I love, and it's that I get to create this stage for people to step into who they are. As my friend Brandon Brittingham in the intro says, nothing wrong with being humble, but nothing wrong also with stepping into your superpower. And Matthew Rhoda, my guest today, is one of those people, one of the most purpose-driven people I've ever met in my life. And Matthew, I'm just so happy to have you on the show today. Dude, I'm honored to be here, happy to be here. And uh, the final part of that video is, I love it. Waves crashing, like the logo coming up. I was watching, I'm like, ah, oh, this feels good. So thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, in the in the famous words of, uh, I forget, uh, in Blades of Glory, Will Ferrell's character's name, I forget his name. It gets the people going. And exactly it. That's what that does, yeah. right? And so anyway, I have to... If there's one thing I love, it's sophomoric humor. So it's from time to time we have those conversations here. But, uh, you know, you're here today, Matthew, because uh, I actually had a guest cancel last week. Well, not so much cancel, but really just fell out of alignment. And uh, one thing that I've been really focused on with this show, and this is the great thing about podcasting, is we get to create the rules and and we get to create the stage. And it isn't, I'm not going to share what I'm going about to share because it's like this diva thing, but we do create a stage and we create an expectation and we want to send a message out there of really amazing people doing amazing things. Some people are uh, going through struggles and they're telling about their journey. Other people uh, like myself, they're on the other side of that are standing in courage and walking around as living examples of courage. And and just going forward with the show, I'm, I'm just not going to allow people on anymore that aren't aligned with that, that aren't aligned with living a courageous life and are, aren't aligned with, you know, showing up, showing up at a hundred percent. And, you know, what's funny is, you know, I have a lot of automation behind this show. I've got systems behind this show. And, you know, when somebody falls out of alignment and can't give me what I need to make you look great as my guest, it, it just creates an opportunity for other people to step in. And, and you'd think a lot of people and I know what it's like for hosts and I used to be this host. I used to get really upset about it. But in this instance, Matthew, I think this will put a smile on your face. I took a pause. I stepped back, took a couple deep breaths. I'm like, I need to get Matthew on the show. And sent you a message. I think that was what Friday last week. And, yeah, um, yeah. and here we are today. And, uh, you know, when you have a great network and great people and you're in alignment and you've, really discovered your purpose, you can do a lot of cool things. And so I'm going to turn it over to you on that note about purpose. And because you've been on this journey of living a God-led life, you know, where your work, your presence, your purpose, uh, the things you do with your family all honor God. So uh, let's dig into how you got here today. Wow. That's a lot to unpack, man. Um yeah, so it's been a long journey. It's been a winding road for me. Um, I will quickly summarize. I was born and raised Catholic, uh, church, you know, every Sunday kind of thing through grade school, got to high school, went in a different direction, made bad decisions. Um, high school into college, different direction, made bad decisions, really turned my back on God and faith is the best way to put it. Unfortunately, that's kind of just paints the broad picture of really what happened. Um, and I just, I got, lost, dazed, confused. Like I wasn't sure what my purpose was. I wasn't sure really what I was here to accomplish. Um, and now fast forward, I love this part of the story because it's a mastermind that Jeff and I had had with one of our really good friends, Clay. 
Um, and he, at one point on one of our calls was talking about purpose and was going through like an exercise of, you know, how do you know what your purpose is? And, you know, he's asking all the questions and I'm like, please don't call me. Please don't like, I don't want to be the guy that like gets called out. And sure enough, like within seconds, like Matt, like, what do you think? I'm like, ah, oh, Clay, like, I don't have the answers for this. So, you know, like, what's your purpose? I was like, uh, to be a good dad and a good husband. And it was just like deeper. And I'm like, uh, and like, I just like, he basically was like deeper, 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 deeper. And I don't know if I came up with the answer on that call, but that really, he challenged me to really go deep and look at like, really, what is my purpose on this earth? Like, yeah, I, I strive to be a great husband. I strive to be a great father. I want to be a good business owner. I want to be healthy. I want to inspire other people, but like for what? Like what is the why below all those things? Cause they're all each individual reasons, but like what's the reason for those reasons? Um, and I came up with it was that day or that the next day was it. My purpose is to lead by example, lift others up. And then that was it really for a while. And then through. You know, Lisa Marie's coaching and being at a summit, whatever it was like a month ago or a couple of weeks ago. I also realized there's a third element to that. And we'll probably get into that more. So like my relation, my new relationship with God, but it's lead by example, lift others up and bring honor to God. Uh, and now that I found that and I understand that and I embody that man, life has taken on such new meaning to me and decisions become easier because I can filter it through? Does it check those boxes? Uh, my fulfillment is at an all-time high. My passion has never been as strong as it is. And it's just, once you know that, it's really kind of like, oh, okay. Like now the fun begins. And that doesn't mean that you don't struggle still. I still struggle quite a bit. But now the fun begins because you have an understanding of why you're here doing what you do and it can lead all your decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I've been privy to... uh you know, the insider's view, not like with you every day, not every hour, but certainly uh, an insider's progressive view of the progression of this for you. And it's just really awesome to see, um, see it come along. And it's, 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 it's not, you know, the whole religion and faith and, and God conversation for so many people is this uneasy topic anymore. It's this un, it's this thing that should almost be unspoken, you know, and, and Matthew, you know, I, I talk often about how I, uh, feel I add value locally to our community, um, through pursuing and pushing the career center, which means I have conversations with our school board often and administration often, you know, it, it, and in this whole conversation around faith, I don't feel should be should be all that uneasy now the presentation of it you know the mega churches the bad examples that people have had within the buildings okay i can fully appreciate that i've had those too i get it but when we break it down you like you look at the 10 commandments as an example what is so wrong having those be an ideal for our society why why you know why do you feel we get so uncomfortable on this topic um, I'll share an example of my life. Uh, and then I think that'll directly, indirectly answer that question for you. So my previous company, we had a partnership. So 
early 2000s, I read a couple of books, had my aha moments and kind of like, oh, like reality is not exactly how it's painted for all of us to accept. And I spoke that truth for like five years, three or five years. And I got a lot of ridicule, um, people laughing at me and just kind of like, not shunned, but like, oh, here he goes again, the crazy guy. Like, you know, he's, he's way out there. So I shut up. Like I decided like, it, that doesn't feel good. I don't like people thinking I'm crazy, even though like I felt like it was my truth. So I kind of went into a hole, uh, like shelled up for and like 15 years when it came to speaking my truth. And then COVID hit and, uh, I was just like, uh oh, like here we go again. And I was in a living room with my wife, Helen, at one point and I was crying to her and I was like, I have to start speaking my truth again. I said, because if I don't like this is now on a global scale. And I, I wasn't like really thinking I was going to make some massive impact and like make a major change. But I was like, if I, if I can't speak my truth about what I really think is going on, like I'm going to stay shelled up and I'm not going to be a good husband. I'm not going to be a good father. I'd be a good and good, but like not the best that I can be. I was like, and I don't want to live like that. So beginning of COVID, I, I came back out of my shell when it came to like speaking my truth and just whether or not I'm right or wrong, I don't really care. It's my truth. And I like, and I need to share that, um, ridicule. Like all of it came flooding in again. I remember being in the shower crying and being like, here we go again. Like, I'm just trying to like help people like see things differently and at least ask questions. Again, I'm not saying I'm right, but like ask questions. So it wasn't easy again. And it felt like, oh, here we go again. Um, and then with my previous company, we had a partnership with a very big nationwide, pretty much, uh, company that they referred business to us. And as a whole, they lean left. And I remember having like an internal thought process that was like, uh oh, if they see my stuff on social media, they're probably not going to agree with my perspective. And that means we, they might pull their business from us, which means we might lose like up to half of our revenue, which that's not good because like we need that revenue for like surviving in my family and stuff. So I made my accounts private. Like I went to Facebook and, uh, Instagram was like private, private. Like you have to like friend request me for, for you to see my content. And I felt icky. Like I, I was like, this. like yeah. I can't believe I'm doing this, but like I'm protecting my, my living and my income. But I remember even at the time being like, Oh man, like if you can't stand with your feet firmly planted on the ground and draw a line in the sand and say, this is who I am and this is what I believe. And I'm willing to take the arrows and I'm willing to lose parts of the world because of who I am. Like, what are you doing here? And I had the conversations, but I still was just like a lot of money. Like, and if I lose those clients, can I replace them? And I got to feed my family. No. So my choice was, I, you know, it was cowardly, but like, that was my choice was to kind of hide behind the, the curtain again. Um, and I did that for a while. And then, so long story short, you know, I, with the new business, the new company, my new relationship with God for the last year and a half, my new relationship with Jesus for the last, Man, like a month or two, it was like, am I, who am I going to be now? Like, am I going to be the person that like says he has faith, says he believes in this, says he wants others to know what he believes and what his truth is and proudly share it? Or I'll use the word culture or the phrase cancel culture. Or am I so afraid of the cancel culture that I'm going to hide behind that veil again and like tuck myself into my safe little egg and not allow anyone to crack that egg. And it was just like, I can't do it anymore. And 2000 was 
a lot of what ifs, what I was speaking the truth about COVID, what ifs I was speaking my truth about. Like when it comes to God and like faith, and I'm not, I'm certainly not on this podcast to be like, you need to believe in God and you got to believe in Jesus, like at all. Like believe what you want, be a good person is all I care about. But I believe and I've drawn my line in the sand and said, like, I mean, keep behind me. Like it, I, I intentionally put those posters back up there because the first thing I want people to see about it is like, Oh, this dude believes in God. This dude believes in Jesus. And like, if that resonates with you, awesome. And if it leads to a conversation, phenomenal. And if it doesn't, cool. I'm happy with that too. I don't judge you or like, I still have same amount of respect for you. Or if you look at that and you go, this guy and you want to like hang up the call and you don't want to do business with me or whatever. I respect that too. But for me, it's who I am. It's what I believe. It's what I believe I was put on this earth to do, which is shine my light and lead by example, lift others up and bring honor to God. And if I can't proudly put those posters back there um, and bring honor to God, then I'm not living my purpose. So I don't like the cancel culture, the whatever, like people that are out there that might be like, oh, this fanatic, like it's not that at all. It's just, I have a deep, deep love of faith in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And like, and I want to talk about it. And if it's a gift that I give someone and they embrace it, cool. And if not, I'm cool with that too. So for me, there's, there's no con to doing what I'm doing. Like there's only pros at this point. Yeah. Man, love all that. Thank you for sharing. Like I I really feel people can connect, connect to that, uh, in some capacity on their own. You touched on a couple things. Um, you know, the connection to faith, the, 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 I've said it a few times on the show, but I haven't, I, shame on me. I haven't given attribution to where I heard it. Um, and I was reminded of where I heard it the other day. Um, cause I was working through my bookshelf library, but, uh, you know, the gentleman that said this, I've said it, uh, paraphrased his, his quote multiple times on the show. And that's, you know, if you believe in this world, we're just going around by coincidence and happenstance. And there isn't something bigger than ourselves out there. Which, by the way, when we look at all the millennia of ancient civilizations, there, there was all a belief in a higher power. And that belief in the higher power structured their society and their culture and their being and their ethos. You know, it guided them quite literally. Um, you know, so this is, this is, you know, my, my view is faith agnostic. Um, you can believe what you want to believe. But when I say what I'm going to say, you know, to believe that it's just coincidence is a very sad thing to think that when the lights turn out and you take your last breath, it's just darkness is a sad thing. And that was so concisely said by Phil Roberts, the father of the, the guys on the Duck Dynasty TV show. He said that. And it was in the one book and I was reminded of it because I had a dog eared and I was moving this book around and I opened it up like, oh, that's where I heard that. So I have to attribute Phil Roberts to that because it is sad. It is sad to think it's just all coincidence. Like, and if that's the case, who's pulling those levers, right? Yeah. Now we get in, now we get into an interesting conversation, right? <laughs> like, like if it is all just coincidence, who's throwing the dice? Yeah. Right. And I don't, I don't want somebody higher power than me just gambling, throwing dice all the time. Uh, Jeff, today you get to eat over here in this pocket of the world. You get a a, a flood over here in this corner. This person wins a million dollars. Like, yeah, I don't want that. I want, I want 
I want a higher power. I want a higher purpose. I want something to look to, to guide all of us collectively. And I think in regards to faith, I think what is beautiful about the Christian faith is when it updated itself with the New Testament, it removed the need for all these barriers to understanding. Right? It just said, believe in Jesus, God on earth, follow these rules, live in me, and you're good to go. Paraphrasing, of course, right? I just took like a whole <laughs> whole text down. <laughs> but I think, you know, the, that whole ickiness that exists out there in our society about talking about faith and, and whatever faith you might believe in, I think, I think the ability to be connected to something so profound without the need for um a cleric a building a place mm. to tell you what is is it's it's you know it goes back to my statement of uh former ancient civilizations rose to prominence and dominance and security and safety because there was a common belief the expansion of western civil civilization became what it was because of a common belief that's irrefutable in history. And I think if we can get back to a common belief in goodness, a lot of great things can happen in society. And there's my pops chiming in. He figured out that it's, it's, it's dangerous when, when my dad figures mm -hmm. out how to use Jeez. Facebook and then how, how to accomplish it, Facebook Live, and then how to comment. I don't know. There's, this is divine there's a lot happening in the world right now. If, if he can figure it out, love you, dad. <laughs> So yeah, I don't man. know if that uh, if that hits you a certain way or not. Uh, if you have it anything does, to add. And, you know, when I when I shared my story earlier, which was like born and raised Catholic, and then I said I turned my back on God for 15, 20 years. I did in terms of like the institution, but I've always believed, even through those fifteen, call it fifteen years of like not going to church, not really praying, not really believing to a certain degree. I did always believe that there's a higher power, and like you said, you know, I do believe there's chaos. Like I, cause I, I mean, I look like, look around, like, like you said, there's a pocket of the world with a flood. There's like people starve to death. People have horrible things happen to them. And, you know, part of me looks at that and it's like, uh, like why and how, and like, can we not change that? And, and, you know, for a while, like there was also part of me, I was like, come on, God, come on, Jesus. Like, can't we eliminate that stuff? Like that just looks painful for other people. And like, I don't want to see others suffer because when they suffer, I feel like I suffer kind of through myself, through them. And I don't like that. And I would like, can't the world be like this giant oasis? And the answer is obviously no, because like, take a look around, go outside and like, you'll see someone yelling at somebody or you'll see some famine or something. For me, faith is, and like the, the greatest gift that faith has given me is really despite all of that, like you said, we're going to take that last breath at some point. And this time on earth, like our physical bodies on this physical earth are going to stop working. And that's when true freedom happens. And I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I don't know who we talked, who was, it was a, it was a call recently. I feel like it was a small group and it was weird. It was like heaven. The conversation of heaven came up. It was my Wednesday afternoon um, session with a couple of guys. We talk about the Bible and things. And it was like, you know, some people think of heaven, like you can't even 
picture heaven. Like it's, it's like infinite. You're like, Oh, I get to go to heaven for like eternity. Like that's a lot of years. Like, no, like eternity is not measured in years. Like eternity is like here and now forever. If that possibly makes sense. And you're like at total peace in that space. And it's like, I really love earth and I really love like being a dad and being a husband and like friends and family and business. And like, I love all of this. Like, and I, and I, I want it for as long as I can because it's a really cool experience. But I'm like, I'm wired to believe that like, this isn't it. Like, this is, this is it. Like, while I'm here, this is it. But like, this isn't it. And like, I'll, I'll share the story of my dad passing a couple years ago. He was very Catholic, like his whole life always talked about getting to heaven. Uh, we watched him slowly pass, like literally like that day, the week before, weeks before, like years, like his digression. And there was such like, I mean, it was, it was horrible and it was painful and sad, but there was such peace for me. And I think the rest of my family was in that room with him that day when he actually took his last breath because he was like, he was ready to go to the next place and he was looking forward to it. And because of his faith, like it made all of the earthly struggle that we have as being the ones left behind the pain, the sadness, the memories so much easier because it's not like, Oh, dad just took his last breath and that sucks. Like, okay, that's it. It was like, uh, really sucks. Dad took his last breath, but like now he's up in heaven with Jesus and like, and with God. And then like, if that, when you, when you believe, believe like, you can't help but feel good about death. And that probably sounds really weird to say, but like, I did not feel bad losing my dad because I felt good that heaven gained an angel and that he got to go be reunited with his dad. And there's plenty of times where I cry and I miss, like, I miss him on earth, but it's like, he's up there now. Like he, he, he won the ultimate prize. And that's now that I have this newfound like faith again, it's like, Okay, like no matter what life throws at us, no matter what chaos ensues, no matter what blood or what whatever, like you lose clients and it seems like the end of the world or your business is taking longer to build than you thought, like no matter what struggles we have on earth, like if you can keep the faith that live your purpose, do good, honor God, that the ultimate reward is at the end of all this when you take that last breath. Yeah. Like call me naive, but like I'm not living for this. Like I'm living for that because that's eternity. This is a within the radar. Yeah. You know, we have, we have the opportunity to, if we, if we so choose, and I don't think we need to, to go this far for proof, but you know, we, we would, you and I would readily share our DMS and emails back and forth and prep for this show. We could have Chris, our producer, my wonderful producer at cast ahead, come on air right now, if we needed to, and attest to this fact that our, our prep for our conversation today was our friendship leading up to this moment. There, there wasn't, here's the outline, here's the questions I'm going to ask. So when I say there's presence of a higher being of God in this conversation right now, there is, because when you touched on your father uh, being happy about his transition to heaven, I kind of smiled, but you could literally review the tape. I kind of smiled because, you know, as a host, my job's always to be thinking about being in the moment, but also think about where do we, where do we move the conversation next and where I was going to move it next. And here we are was to share about how my grandparents were so comfortable talking about their transition, their death, their, their movement into heaven, just as your father was. And for me, that was always so hard to hear because I wanted them here. 
So there, there, there is absolutely connectivity and presence in our conversation today. And I think when you live in that purpose, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, in life with your family, with your friendships, uh, in business, man, there's just so much goodness that comes from that. Right. I wrote down as you were talking, faith, faith perpetuates goodness, not harshness. And that came off of you and me thinking about my grandparents, you know, their transitions, right? If, if your father wasn't as connected to faith and wasn't as devout and didn't instill in his children what he did, do you think the relationships after his passing would be any different? Do you think they'd be the same? Do you think they'd be worse off? In the relationship with us or like ours with each other? All of yeah, them? the kids, you know, your mom. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no, it'd be different. I mean, I would, it, and I don't, I probably wouldn't have found my way back to God and Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, it, it would just be different. I don't know what that looks like or how, but it, every, and, it, and as a parent now with four kids, I get it. Like I, I always kind of look at my parents as like examples and role models. And like they instinctively from young age kind of knew that like they were teaching me like stuff that I should know. But now as a parent with four little kids, it's like everything we do, they will absorb. And they may not live it and breathe it. And they may live it and breathe it for a decade and then give up for 20 years and come back. They may never, like, I don't, I don't get to control what they do with what I teach and share, but I get to control what I teach and I share. And that's what my parents were very, very good at. Um, and that gift, that blessing that they instilled in us now allows like my brother and I to go through some stuff and like, you know, it was a difficult situation, but like we're still good and like, I said to my wife, you know, that specific example, like it was tough, but we worked through it and walking up the steps to bed one evening, I was like, how many families, like, you know, siblings, had they gone through what we are going through? Would this have like created a feud and potentially destroyed a family, like ripped it apart from the inside? And I walked and I was just like, but thank God we have like the family that we have. And, and that comes, you know, that was me and him doing the work in the moment on this earth, but that's also my dad and my mom teaching us growing up, like giving us the skills, the knowledge, the wisdom, the depth to do that later in life in this moment. But then it's also, I believe like my dad up in heaven pouring strings and being like, Hey guys, like stay the course, like family is what matters. Like these are details of life. Do not get lost in them. Family is what matters. Love is what matters. And when you keep that thread, the essence of your relationships, your conversations, your business, all of it, when love is the thread, it, it solves so many problems. And again, it's not to say struggle doesn't exist or you can like get around the back door and avoid it. Like it does, that's not it. Like you still put your head down and go through it, but you get through it because you have love as like the safety rope that you keep holding on to and pulling yourself through. Yeah. Man, I love all that. I had another little moment where there's definitely presence in our conversation just now. Um, you know, because really when we were talking about struggle or we're talking about hardship, you know, it goes to our friend and both of our coach and mentor, Lisa Marie Platsky. She has a, a phrase that just boggles my mind and yet makes so much peace at the same time. And it's that God will do to harm. I've shared that multiple times in the show with, again, with attribute 
with attribution her. So uh, I guess I should send Phil Roberts a few bucks or, um, <laughs> uh, uh, for the uh, the faith quote that I've used. But um, man, that's a hard phrase to settle. But it just dawns on me. So God will do no harm. But what are what we're experiencing in the moment? Is it truly harm? Is it truly struggle? Hardship? You know, today we have this phrase of, you know, words are violence. And, and, it's, and it's funny to me because often, not always, but often the people who say those words have never actually had violence perpetuated upon them. Right. And, and I use that not to start a whole debate about, you know, the, the picture you may have drew in your mind if you're listening, watching of people who say that I'm not, we're not going down that road because we don't need to. The point is I wanted to really drive home this phrase of God will do no harm because really think about if this is a harm, but you know, and maybe as we transition into business, like, you know, thinking about what brought you and I together on the show today, like, I don't even classify that as a nuisance at this point. It was an opportunity. It wasn't harm. It wasn't a struggle. It was a couple extra keystrokes. That was the perspective. That day, Friday, I was going to bang out how many keystrokes? I don't know. Thousands, probably. So what's a couple dozen more? Hey, Matthew, can you be on the show on Tuesday? Copy, paste. Here's the link, form link, right? So I think that phrase, God will do no harm. I mean, and I've classified it to say that's a really hard phrase. If you know somebody whose kid has died of cancer, I don't have the answer for you. I can talk from my life and I have on this show and I can talk about the harm that and the, and the violence and the evil that was put upon me and in my path and my belief of why today, but I still can't settle why it had to be. But I don't know that that's my question to ask and seek an answer for. So I think in, as, you know, as we look to focus a little bit on business and we can focus on business and then transition back to anything we want. Yeah. I think as leaders and people we lead and people we do business with and our employees, I think the lesson here is in the moment, like, is, is this really a bad situation or is this an opportunity? Can I get your thoughts on that? I think you, you nailed it. I, I agree with everything you said. I especially agree with the wrapping your head around. You mentioned like a parent has a kid with cancer. Or like for me, it's, you know, watching a uh, Sounds of Freedom or whatever that movie. And like, and of course, like I know it exists before watching that movie, but like watching people like sell children and torture children. Like, and that, that's where I'm like, okay, God, like what's going on here? Like how, like God does no harm, but like that evil exists in the world. Like I, and I, I still struggle with that. Like I, I can't. I can't be like, oh, that's why. Like poof, moving right along. Like I don't have the ability, the capacity to do that yet, or maybe ever. But the whole idea that like everything happens for a reason and God does no harm and every challenge is actually a blessing. That's again, like that's that's where true peace comes from. Because you could get you could have got worked up on Friday. Like, you know, someone cancels or they ghost you and it's just like it happens every time. And blood pressure raises and you know then you you sign off work for the day and you go say something your wife like makes a comment that 
rubs you just a little bit the wrong way because you got upset by this and your blood pressure's up, you yell at her, and now the whole weekend is screwed up. Possible. Like and yep. in reality, it happens all the time, probably. Or you look at that in like that moment in time, and I, you know, shout out to Lisa Marie again, but like she teaches that snap uh method or whatever you want to call it. And it's like stop, yep. notice, analyze, and then pivot or pray. And it's like in those moments, can you take a deep breath and can you say, okay, yeah. like if this wasn't meant to happen right now today, like I'm good with that. Please God or please universe or, you know, please Matthew, like you want to pray to yourself, whatever, like show me what is better or like what I'm meant for instead. And if like, if that is your attitude in life is, okay, it didn't go the way I expected or the way I wanted or wow, it went completely opposite of the way I expected or wanted. But it's because that wasn't actually meant to happen, even though it was part of my plan or it was like what I thought should happen. If that's not the case, then what is the case? And if you open yourself up to those possibilities and that growth and that expansion, the good stuff flows in and it doesn't stop flowing in. But if you immediately have that trigger and you go into like, Angry mode, like my five year old learned at pre or kindergarten, like I'm getting in the red zone, like, uh, like don't go to the red zone, like, you know, like process it, like take a deep breath, like yeah. don't freak out. Yep. As adults too, though, like they teach that to kids. It's like you're getting agitated, like something's bothering you, like, you know, it didn't go the way you wanted. Someone said something that hurt your feelings, whatever it is. You can't watch this TV show that you want to watch, whatever it is. It's like, how are you going to handle that? And it's the same lesson that you would teach a five year old is like, relax, take a couple deep breaths, like, let's, reframe our mind and like pivot this way. It's the same thing adults need to do. And it and for me, you know, as you tie that back to faith, it's just like God does no harm. Everything happens for a reason. Uh there's no such thing as a coincidence. Like you could you could paraphrase it however you want. But knowing that like you're you're navigating the space like the best you can. And for me, I'm being guided by a force greater than me. Like, you know, I, I was super looking forward to this podcast today. And I like 20 minutes beforehand, I was upstairs. I was like, I'd be really bummed if like Jeff texted me. I was like, Hey man, I got sick today. I can't do it. Like, and I, like, I didn't expect that to happen, but that thought ran through my head. And then immediately the next thought was like, but if that happened, like I would have to be okay with like, I did maybe it wasn't supposed to happen today. And like, who thinks of weird yeah. stuff like that? But like, that's where I, I try to like put myself in positions where, Hey, this might not go the way you want. How are you going to react to it? And it, when you, it's like a, it's a muscle. You practice that. Like, hey, life's not going to always happen the way you want. Chances are, more often than not, it won't happen the way you expected or the way you wanted it based on your perception of how it should go. How are you going to react to that? And that's kids, adults, everybody needs to condition themselves to react better in those moments because that's where God goes, oh, okay, faithful servant, like, you're not resisting me. You're not putting up like, you're not throwing your armor up. You're not getting upset with me. Like you're trusting the process. You're trusting that my big almighty infinite guiding hand is urging you forward day by day, minute by minute, you know, and you're heading in the right direction, no matter what direction that is. Talk about peace. Like there's a lot of peace. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You know, people, I see a lot of, lamenting i guess is the word out there in the world i read about it you see it you hear it and the answer is there the answer for peace is there and again you don't got to wrap it around joel Osteen's view you know or any other of the tv preachers or you know 
grifters you see on television. You just, I mean, literally, you can go, you can go to connect to this piece that Matthew's talking about, that I'm talking about. Um, We've had great people comment. They're all connected in their own way. You can go do this right now, free app on your phone. Like you used to have to go to the bookstore and buy a Bible. Now you don't. And and like, again, if this is icky for you, I, I get it. I get it. Society's got a big way about it. Start with Proverbs. If you're a business leader and you, you're feeling something here, you're like, you're frustrated, you're worn out. You know, you feel like this nudge is coming from somewhere. You're not quite ready to bring this into the next team meeting. Just read Proverbs for the next month, one chapter a day. That's all you got to do. One chapter a day. Some of the best human, family, friendship, and business lessons you could ever want. Just one chapter a day. That's all I'd ask you. And then see how you feel after that month. See if there's that peace. Peace in your leadership. Peace with how you handle situations and people. I think that's, I think, man, that word peace is coming up as a theme for me. So, you know, connecting the business side of this. So how are you, how are you leading by example on the business side with the folks that you work with? What are those, let's give us a peek inside of what those conversations look like. Yeah. So it, it, it's like the 50th time I mentioned Lisa Marie probably, but like with, (laughs) with her coaching, it's, the word that comes up in business and in my like my personal life and everything is intentionality. And how do you lead by example? Like what intentionality is probably the best summary word I can use. And it's why are you like, here's your three questions. Who are you? What do you want? Why does it matter? Like if you can ask those three questions of yourself and get those answers and chances are you got to ask it like hundreds of times. It's not just going to be like a, you ask it once, you're like, oh, got it. I know who I am. I know what I want, why it matters. But I've, since I've hired her as a coach six months ago, call it, I've asked that question on God walks where it's just me and space and time, I don't know, a hundred times. And the answer has changed quite a bit. But through that seeking that information and seeking that self awareness, I was able to realize like why I wanted to start this company and call it lead by example and what my intention is. And you know, I, I finally was able to verbalize my mission for the business, which is to harness the power of business for the greater good. I've for years I've felt disconnected in terms of like I'm not doing enough is the best way to put it. Like I'm on the I know I'm on this earth to make a massive positive difference. And then I would go, Yeah, that feels right. Like I know that. And I'm like, but I'm not doing it because all I do is have a marketing company. And it was just like I felt like I was doing a disservice to myself and God because all I was doing was marketing for businesses. And it was just like, anybody can build a website. Anybody can you know, do social media. Anybody can run paid ads. Like that's not making a big impact on the world. Like, so now again, I kind of felt like I'm turning my back on God in some ways, even though I, I knew ultimately I wasn't, but it felt like that. And then through reflection, through like studying my purpose, living my purpose, uh, writing down my purpose every day. I was able to be like, Hey, wait a minute. Like I can, I can make massive positive change on this earth and I can do it through my marketing company. How do I do that? I attract people who also want to make positive difference on this earth. And we work together. We join forces on an energetic human to human level. 
And oh, by the way, I can help you grow your business. And I will love to do that for you because when I do that, I know that the kind of person you are, you're going to go out in the world and make a positive difference with that growth, with that impact, with that money, with the freedom, all the things that come with working together. You're going to take those goodies that I'm able to help you attract and gain in your life and go out in the world and have a ripple effect. I don't have to be a coach. I don't have to be a speaker on stage to make that impact. And for years, I thought I did. I was like, I need to quit coach or I need to quit marketing and I didn't have a coaching program. I need to, I need to get on stage and talk to hundreds of people to like, to have an impact. And it was one of the like, I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful for this realization over the last six months because I was living in lack of like, I had, I lacked passion with what I was doing. I lacked purpose with my business. I lacked fulfillment. I felt like I was going through the motions in some ways, like sleepwalking through the business, even though I knew I was having fun and I loved the clients that I was working with and the team that we had. But I felt like my heart and soul were sleepwalking through it because I was doing this, but I thought I should be doing this. And there was this huge gap between the two of them. And I couldn't figure out what that... I didn't even know what that gap was, let alone how to merge it and to like shrink that and put it together. And when I was able to do that, you know, I had I had different business names planned for this business, and I actually had an LLC set up with a different name. And I was like, "That's the name," and I couldn't use that name because of a trademark. And I was like, "Okay, God!" Like I was frustrated for like a day, but I was like, "Okay, something else is better." Like there's something else I'm missing here. What is it? And I was walking down my steps the one morning to like go into prayer time and meditation, and it was like the bottom third of my steps, and it was like lead by example. And I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like that's it. Like and it was an immediate like. I've been writing lead by example as the first phrase of my purpose for two years now. I, when I, you know, when people talk about what, how they see me, it's like, oh, he's a super disciplined dude. And like, he, I don't know if they ever use the word lead by example, but basically, like, he lives his life in a way that he's leading by example. And I was just like, I just had a presentation today at a networking group I'm part of. And one of the questions was like, what's the most joyous part of this new business? And that's what I was able to share from the bottom of my heart is, it's a true merging of who I am and what I do. And that has brought so much happiness to me. So I'm now able to, you know, how do I lead by example in this business? I'm able to take that awareness and that like strength that I have from being able to marry these two things, who I am and what I do and why it matters. And now give that to the people that I work with. And that's through helping their business grow, but it's also through just forming relationships with these clients because it's not. If you work with me, you're going to like, it's not a, Hey, Matt does this and I never hear from him. He's a great service provider. It's like, we're family now. Like we're friends and we're family. So I can provide a service to you, but more importantly to me, and I think probably to most of our clients historically and the new ones that I'm going to start working with, it's the relationship that I get to build with you human to human that brings me the most joy. And when I feel that being reciprocated, I love it. I just, I love everything about it. Yeah, you know, that connection piece, which is a byproduct of having your purpose so clearly and utterly defined is is really cool, the connection. You know, I, I like to say, if I'm going to work with somebody and consult in their business, I really want to establish a relationship where we are like family. Where literally, you know, if you have a 10-year-old kid and we work together for the next 15 years, which is my goal, I would hope I get invited to the wedding when that child gets married. Like that's the kind of connection I want. I don't, I don't want you here for a year and 
you know, because my average client stays for six months, so I get twice the value out of you, which is really the way a lot of coaching works and is. You know, I want connection, you know, and I'll share. Is, is it all right if I share with everybody the... Please, uh, whatever you right, so, yeah. so Matthew and I shared a room at the at Lisa Marie's Upside Summit, which, by the way, uh, her, I mean, we don't do sponsors here. It's funny. The one thing we did talk about in the show was sponsorships <laughs> and, and how some and other shows do yeah. that. Right. That's the only thing we did talk about. But uh, uh, you should, uh, UpsideSummit.com, I believe, is the URL. Uh, it's a life-changing event. If you're a leader and you could just, that means you need to lead your family. You need to lead yourself. You need to lead people, a team. You don't need to have a business. There's people that work for other companies that come to this event. So I think it's UpsideSummit.com. Um, but it's an event you need to go to at January of every year. It's, uh, you know, so the, the cart's open to, uh, yeah, there you go, right on the screen. And, um, and so Matthew and I ended up, uh, sharing a room and, uh, uh, it was very cute to see, um, you know, I have teenage boys, right? And so, uh, well, I have a 20 year old now. He's not even a teenager anymore. Um, so the handwritten notes are long gone, uh, from the boys, but it was really neat to see because I have a couple of those at home still. It's neat to see these notes. And, um, I said, you're not going to throw those away, are you? Yeah. That's just your thing is to not keep clutter around. I said, now, man, you want to keep those? I have one from Ethan, my 20 year old about taking them to monster jam and the monster trucks. And it sits in my office at work and it's, I, I cherish it. Um, but to that point of connection, man, 15 years from now, whatever it is, well, your kids are still young. So maybe 20 years from now, um, we still have this connection. Yeah. Put it on the list. I'm expecting to be invited. I don't need to be up at the first table. <laughs> don't be there. But man, you know, back as, as I'm walking through the reception hall and there's, there's little things from when, when the bride and the groom were kids, I bet you there's going to be one of those letters there. And that connection you and I have and that trust you and I have and that respect for one another that you and I have because we're on that same wavelength. Like I will have a little smile on my face to know I'm a little part of that moment. And I don't need to make a speech about it that day. It's just, I share it now for the reason of why connection matters so much with who you put in your life. And, and if you're somebody that, you know, jives with somebody like Matthew, maybe, maybe the reason this connection is being made for you today and you tune into this show or you're picking up listening to it later, just take a pause and think about it. Think about what led you to this exact moment. Cause it ain't just somebody throwing the dice. I can attest to that. Hundred percent. Anything to share there? As we approach I'm, the top of the hour? Yeah, I just the oh you know, this is really I feel like it's related to what you just said, but the the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. And what Jeff didn't yep. share about that story was he saw those notes. They were adorable and I love them. But I was like, I was ready to throw them out to be like full transparency. I was like, you know, where's the trash can? That's when Jeff was like, yeah, I got to throw those out there. I'm like, I get so many of them. Like, you know, cause I was at a retreat three months earlier and two months earlier. And like I get them. So I, there's a part of me that like probably took that for granted. It was just like, 
I get them all the time. I have my little box right back there. And it's like, you know, there's 50 things in there. Like, do I need every one of these? And then probably not. But to have Jeff stop me in, in that moment, just to appreciate it. And maybe like, maybe those three that I saved from this trip go into an envelope that's upstairs in my bedroom and I accidentally lose this box. And all those memories are gone. But now the three that Jeff said, don't throw those out because you want to keep them all are the three that I get. And those are the only three that who knows? Like I'm just painting possibilities, but having people in your life who are willing to like that you're so strongly connected to that they're willing and like Jeff, you very easily could have just like, let me throw those out. You know what I mean? Or or been like, I'm not going to challenge him to keep them because I know he has a bunch of them and like, it's, you well, know, that's it's the paper. word challenge. That's exactly. And that's, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's where the growth comes from. And that's where, you know, Jeff, you mentioned like what brought you to listen to this conversation today. No one needs to know. No one really cares beside yourself. But like what has been said by Jeff or myself today that challenges some belief that you had about yourself, faith, like anything that was shared, you were here to hear that. And now what do you do with that? Do you like move it, you know, one o'clock rolls around. It's like out of sight, out of mind. I'm never thinking about it again. Or do you spend some time thinking about it? And what change comes from that now? And that's really, we started by saying like intentionality and it's really, it comes with a big, it's, it's heavy to do, but the, you know, before this podcast, I sat here for like three, I mean, not three, that's probably a stretch. 30 seconds to a minute and prayed. I was just like, you know, please God, like let me share whatever I'm meant to share today and let whoever's meant to hear it, hear it. And it was an intention. I just, just not showing up and winging it and be like, Oh, what? Like, uh, it's, you know, 1159. Like, Hey Jeff, I'm here. Like I wanted to show up today and share something that someone was supposed to hear. And I will never know if that happened. I don't need to know if that happened, but the intentionality was there. So I believe it probably did. So connect with the right people, make decisions, like stop, think things through it. Life is bigger than just going with the flow all the time. Like you got to set the course and then you got to stay the course. Yeah. The word glorification just popped right into my mind and we, you know, we're approaching the top of the hour and I do want people to realize if you're loving everything that Matthew has to share, you can connect with him, uh, lead by example, marketing.com. Uh, is his website. Uh, we've got his social media channels uh, attached to our show notes and we've had them on screen. And you know, so if you're picking this up after the fact or you're listening, come back to it and you can get the notes um, and, and connect with Matthew for sure. But, um, you know, that word glorification really just kind of hit me hard. And it's, it's, it's uh, thematic to our society today because that's all it really seems to be. Glorify yourself in the moment, get the reward, get the pat on the back, get the award, you know, get the sale. But you said, you know, if you're connected with your purpose and your intention, you might not, you didn't say this exactly, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, do it because that's the reason you're connected to your purpose and your intention. And if it's good, good will come of it. And you don't need to know about it. And that's all right. I love that. Have you I seen love any you, of that friend. come? Yeah. Have you seen any of that come through um, in your work that you're that you've been made aware of? Um, I just yeah. Um, 
I asked. It does last, feel good when it happens. No I, doubt. I, I cried talking about it Monday morning on our commitment call with Ecosia because I had a friend who I reached out to. We're, we're good friends now. He runs an agency down in Atlanta. He shared a couple wins with me the other morning via text message. I was thrilled for him. I was happy with them. I said, I love it. Like, keep building the momentum. And he was like, how are things going with you? And the normal math, he would have been like, great. Everything's wonderful. Life is good. And it is. But I was vulnerable and I was just like, I'm having a hard time building the momentum. And he was like, let's jump on a call. Like, I will give you like whatever I can to help you. And we jumped on a call. He shared a whole bunch of information, helped me a whole bunch. Uh, I thanked him profusely at the end of the call. I'm really appreciative of him and his time and like his willingness to share. And I left that call feeling like I'm doing too much taking. Like, like he's helping, he's helping, he's helping. And I know I'm a giver, but when I'm given to, it feels odd to me. So I was like, mm. I need to like, I feel odd. Like I feel like I'm just receiving too much and I'm not giving back enough. So I was, I was left in that space and kind of sitting in that for a little while. And the next day or the next day, whatever it was in the evening, I got a text message from him. That was a video. And it was like, you know, I, I had a couple struggles last year when you made your 75 posts that went in a group and we're like somebody like, I'd love for people to join. That's how I got connected with him and he joined and he succeeded. And basically like that helped shift things for him and like, you know, help give him some direction and clarity and whatnot. And then through that, like we've had a good friendship and basically like the gist of his text message in his video was like, thank you for being you. And like, you're a light in the world. And sometimes you don't know like what that light does for others. And it was just a moment of like, Oh, like, and I know I, like I, I really live on a daily basis to like positively impact people. But when you're not hearing back that it's happening, it, it doesn't get tiring, but it gets like, okay, like I know this is all worth it. I'm going to keep doing it. There's no doubt about it. But like when you get those glimpses of like someone saying to you, yeah. like, and that's, he was like, dude, when I say to you, I will do anything I can to help. He's like, I literally mean I will do anything I can to help because of how much you've helped me. And immediately the balance went from like, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking to like, okay, like I've given and I didn't realize I had given, like I was just being me. But I had been giving so much that maybe he also thinks the same thing I'm saying, which is like, I just keep receiving, receiving, receiving. And this moment for me asking for help was his ability to go, I get to give now. Sweet. And it, for him, the balancing act happened. So it's, yeah. And he made a post then the next day. I was like, tell people. So a message I'll share with everybody listening to this, a message that he shared, I'm going to reiterate was like, tell people thank you and that you care and that you love them because you don't know who needs to hear it and why, but like, if, yep. and I've made a point of doing that so much recently is like when I'm lifting weights or driving or whatever, not so much driving because you should have texted and drive. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, but like when some, like when I have a thought run through my head, I don't go, I'll get to it later. Like I stop what I'm doing and I pick up my phone and I send that text message because that's the kind of, again, intentionality. Like I want people to know I love them and I care for them. And if I forget today to do it, I may forget forever and maybe weeks. And those couple weeks that I forgot may be really, really hard. And my one text that one day in that one moment in time could have shifted everything for them. So that's a, it's a responsibility yeah. I wish more people took seriously is the impact you have on others and, and the example that you set for others. But it, it makes a big difference when you, when you show people and tell people that you love them, that you care about them, that you're grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. To, to sum it up, you know, 
you might get that nudge, that download, that impulse, the, the flash of the word, the picture of the word or the phrase or the person, the memory, the moment. There's a reason it came into your mind. Exactly. So honor it. Simplest thing you can do. Tremendous practice. Yeah. Gratitude. Thank you for being you. Love you. You know, if you don't, it's a wrap up. If you don't think you have this in you, you're one of 8 billion people out there. You're not one of a thousand super exotic sports cars that only the 0.1% of the 1% can buy. You're not one of 10,000 unique, you know, Robux watches. You're one of 8 billion. So there's something innate, ingrained about who you are. And so I challenge you to accept that and take that in. Matthew, man, this has been a pleasure. Likewise, my friend. As, as we wrap up, uh, going to the website, best way to get in contact with you. Yeah. Yep. Lead Social by media, example. Matthew Rota, or if for business, leadbyexamplemarketing.com. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Love it, man. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you Thank for you, giving me time, your time to my people. I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Likewise, Love man. You, brother. Appreciate you. Love you too. Yep. Everybody else, man, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Can't wait to bring you another great one next week on The Big Ticket Life. Until then, take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own Big Ticket Life, and now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.thebigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat in your business, away from commodity and away from competition, into a market of one so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now. Accept this gift. Book your call. Go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.